Well, jingle jangle, everybody. That's sort of a holiday sound in general. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. When we feel like it, we talk about things like cryptozoology, um, jingle jangles, urban legends, fireplace sounds, spooky ghost stories, the sounds of someone with a very thick mustache drinking eggnog, aliens and all sorts of stuff. And just more eggnog sounds, basically in general. Whenever we feel like it, we... Nope, what did I say? Oops, it's been a while. Whenever we feel like it, Lindsay and I will both research a smattering of topics separately of one another. Lindsay will go to a Wendy's somewhere. I will go to, I don't know, some other place that sells yogurt. And we were and we research a bunch of stuff and then we re- reconvene inside of our house and then discuss what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other, except for this week. But this week I'm dedicating, I guess... Eli's portion of the show to the other Eli. Oh, I feel like once you listen to the episode, you'll figure out which Eli was it dedicated to and which Eli it was not dedicated to. Mm -hmm. Who are you going to dedicate your portion (laughs) to? I'll dedicate it to the one that you did not dedicate it to. That's really nice. Perfect. That's nice of us to do because I think that that shows a little bit of equity up in here. Yeah. So Lindsay had a good idea. In general, uh, for some holiday episodes. Also, hi, it's been a while. Nice to see everybody or hear you. Lindsay said, why not have other people that we know give us a present? Yeah, because it's the holidays and we always give presents. So let's have people give us a present and tell us spooky stories. Yeah. So basically, our present is the entire show kind of just relies on other people and we just got to sit back and listen. Yeah. So it's like a present for us and for all the listeners. Yeah. So this, the first one you're going to hear is features our two favorite Eli's. Eli, the really smart one, and then Eli, the music one. And you'll have to figure out who's who. (laughs) Okay. We apologize if this episode is just way too smart. Turns out both Eli's brought in a lot of smart stuff. They did. It was very interesting. It was interesting. So we hope you enjoy this uh, holiday episode, this little present by way of the two Eli's to us. And then now to you all, we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. And it's okay that the second half gets a little weird. Yeah, it's mostly because we, you know, we've known Eli who does music for a very long time and it's difficult to get together over the internet, especially when we haven't seen each other in a long time and have a straightforward conversation. Yeah, well, in general. In general, yes. We, over the internet or in person. Mm -hmm. Anytime. Yeah, literally anytime at all. This is why we don't have Eli who does music on very often. No. Because it just goes into a different world. It does. And I would say 70% of the conversation is about nothing at all. That's true. And Eli also, in true Eli fashion, overprepared for the show, but then didn't realize how we typically handle our show, where we don't really follow a plan and has three pages of research kind of just thrown away. Yeah. It was very fun. Yeah. I feel like knowing our show, you should know that you don't really research something. You got to, you got to, you know, dull it down. You do. And I think that Eli, number one, Georgia Eli did a great job because Eli just did some precursory Googling and had some topics. You know what? I'm going to say this one goes to Eli number one. (laughs) 
<laughs> it wasn't a competition, but it is right now. It's a competition between Georgia Eli and Ohio Eli. Well, since this is kind of a long episode, maybe we should jump right into it. Yep, you're absolutely right. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. We'll see you next week for another fun episode. Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh! It's e- it's the smarter of the two Eli's. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep, hundred yep. percent. Eli, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super stoked. So Eli, you have sent in some stuff to us on the show before, and you've called and left some messages before. Um, so people, I, I feel like people who are listening, well, the three or four people who are listening, they're at least well. Usually, it's just Eli and Eli. Oh yeah, it's just you. So now there's one person. So it's just person. us all <laughs> hanging out. It's it's the four of us. We're talking. We're listening. Yeah, yeah all together. Yeah, That's it's great. nice. So this so this episode will get no listens. Um, <laughs> but Eli, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do in your nine to five. About how smart you are all the time. Yeah, sure. So um, I live in Georgia, where I spend my main job is I go to any place where there is saltwater fishing in Georgia. And we have a pretty large coast down here. Um, and I interview anglers about their catch, um, sort of what they were trying to catch, what they caught, things like that. Um, that's sort of what I've been doing for the past few years, uh, just kind of doing pretty simple surveys like that. I get to go on boats every now and then and catch fo- uh, fish with big nets as well. Before that, while I was getting my master's degree, I did a bunch of scuba diving down in the Keys and participated in one of the largest coral recruitment studies ever done um that's so cool it was it was really neat uh the paper should be coming out i have one paper out already about my molecular biology stuff and then the paper about the recruitment project in general should be coming out some i don't know i'm so tired of it (laughs) it's gotta come out soon surely um well we didn't do any of that cool stuff but we did see an oxalotl today we did that's pretty cool at the library that's still pretty cool (laughs) in its natural habitat yeah by books (laughs) the natural habitat is libraries and aquaria yeah yeah and we we asked the axolotl too well we didn't really ask it we have to like you have to send it texts sure and then it will scurry over to its computer and it will email you. it's a, it's a kind of a complicated process i don't really expect anyone to really get it but um <laughs> we asked it what his favorite book was and it said it just really likes uh graphic novels which is cool to know mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's pretty neat uh did you ask a lot of questions of it oh that was really uh, we funny did. yeah we did actually oh, we yeah did. <laughs> really good joke eli and that's actually, about gonna do it, it i think for us today on this episode so thank is you that so, it? That's, that it? yeah you kind of <laughs> blew yeah, that's it that's fair um, That's fair. So this is one of our holiday episodes we're releasing mm-hmm. where Lindsay and I have asked other people to get us presents. Right. Okay. Because we thought we don't want to do any work, even though we don't do that much work in general yeah. for the podcast. We just thought, well, let's have other people do not that much work, but the other work. For us. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the dream is to do no work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think right now we're living the dream. We're living the holiday dream of some Eli's that we know giving us a gift by way of research or hopefully very light research about stuff. 
I Google things. That's great. That's all I got to do. That's perfect. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Is it cool if I plug Google in the world in this podcast? Yeah, you can talk about Google. I don't think a lot of people know about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's an up and coming website. (laughs) Yeah. We're not sponsored or anything. If people thought we were, I mean, I understand that you probably thought we were, but we're not. Yeah. Sponsored by Google. No, we're not at all. Um, Quick question. What was the first thing that you Googled when you were like, oh, I need a topic? (sighs) Okay. So the first thing, I guess... Okay, so before I Googled anything, I texted my wife, Mallory, um, who people might know from uh, Side Character Quest, and uh, I asked her, Hey, what's the spookiest thing about the ocean? And she responded with, everything. Is there anything not (laughs) spooky in the ocean? Yeah. And I gave her a few examples of things that I didn't think were spooky, and she told me about how they were actually pretty spooky. Well, what's what's one thing that you do not think is spooky that Mallory thought was spooky? I thought fish, just like in general, normal fish, like not sharks or anything, but like, you know, like a trout. That doesn't seem spooky. Yeah. And then Mallory did respond that I did get bitten by a dead trout corpse the other day. So <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that is spooky, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty spooky. <laughs> pretty spooky. Um sea otters, I don't think are that spooky, but they do regularly crack open shells and eat yep. meat slurping from the dead shells. So like that's pretty spooky if you think about it. Yeah. It's 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 aggressive behavior. Yeah. I yeah. think it's pretty aggressive. Uh, one thing that I think that is spooky that a lot of people wouldn't think are dolphins. Incredibly, incredibly scary animals. Are they scary because they're so smart? So the thing about dolphins, or one of many things about dolphins, is dolphins are incredibly smart, right? And so when you have incredibly smart animals, like think about humans, right? You have some really cool humans. Yeah. So Eli... Can you name one cool human really quick before we go on? Any, just any cool human? It's really hard. One cool human. Oh, no. You're not allowed to say Tony Braxton. That's my cool human. Well, this is hard because like, you know, you say someone and then a week later you find out that they did something terrible. Okay. Well, if that's the case still. Then maybe fictional. I hope Tony Braxton doesn't do anything (laughs) bad. I think Mallory is pretty cool. That's a really That's nice a answer. My wife. That's a really so nice that way, answer. if she's listening right now, she can know that I said the right answer. <laughs> secretly, <laughs> secretly, I think Tony Hawk seems pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And I'm gonna. I'll. I'll cut this part out. Cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Tony yeah. Hawk. <laughs> Lynn, who do you think's cool? Oh man, you're gonna put me on the spot. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this, Eli, but there's like a video going around <laughs> of this little like elf that dances, and it's like got a triangle shaped arms and it has a little green hat and this weird music plays and we just found it what last night yes and it plays this weird little jingle and it's kind of scary but people are loving it yeah and i do love i i love it too it's really good and you think that's cool yeah yeah it's it actually you know what (laughs) i when the next time we're scrolling through whatever and we see one, I'll we'll we'll send you the video. We'll send you a video, okay. yeah. Okay, then I'll let you know whether or not it is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so humans humans are cool. So you have really cool humans, and just like how everyone a lot of people, whenever they think about dolphins, they think about how dolphins are one of the few animals that actually show altruism. Um, they help others without any benefit to themselves. People will think about stories about dolphins scaring off sharks from swimmers, things like that. Cool. You also have some really terrible humans as well as really terrible dolphins like dolphins will bully uh, porpoises and sea turtles and 
do some really other messed up things to other sea creatures just for funsies. Jeez, oh man, huh? Yeah. Uh, they, they scare me because you don't know what they're going to do. And they're just like, they're just an eight foot long muscle torpedo. If you think about it. Yeah, they absolutely are. Isn't it also that, is it sharks or dolphins that like, they have like, they can like heat seek from their nose or something. Um, I know some sharks can do that or they, they have, um, hammerhead sharks, bonnet heads, things like that, that feed off the bottom of the floor. They can pick up like electro magnetic signals from their nose that's sweet yeah i don't know if dolphins have a similar thing dolphins generally track things using like echolocation and things like that so and they can smell weakness yeah in the ocean so they <laughs> and just fear and fear so they just go towards that also they can blush oh that's cute Aww. though yeah when they get exerted um like sometimes if you're ever at a aquarium or something they're doing a lot of tricks you might see their bottoms get like pinkish and that is like them getting flushed like humans do that's adorable yeah that's that's pretty cute. That is pretty cute. Well, but they they're could, monsters. Yeah, they could kill you yeah. or blush. <laughs> yeah, it could go one way or another. Eli, we're excited to hear what you brought in at, for our for our present. Okay, okay, I have a few options. Okay, um, so I will list some things, and y'all can let me know. I don't know how many topics here. I just picked a bunch of stuff. That's great. So I'll just throw some things out. Do you want to hear about the loudest animal in the world? Okay. Uh, marine snow or a mer- or immortal jellyfish. Lindsay, you pick. Mm. I'm kind of interested in the jellyfish, and I'm also kind of interested in that loud sound. Honestly, I'm interested in all of them. But yeah. the loud sound, I'm kind of like, maybe I don't want to know about it because I kind of don't want Jordan to know about it. Okay. Because then you might want to make that sound a lot. Okay. That's a good point. That's a really but cool point. But it didn't point. say loud, annoying sound. It oh, just cool. said loud. No, it's, it's the loudest animal on the planet. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm glad it didn't say loudest and most annoying sound. <laughs> That's great. Well, it would be weird if this was annoying. So I looked it up. Mallory actually recommended that I talk about this one. Uh, so Wait, can we guess what it is? Yeah. If we're right, don't tell us. Okay. Lindsay, what's it's your guess? It's an animal. I, th- I guess, yes. It's an animal. Uh, sea slug. Okay, good guess. <laughs> my guess, my guess is it's the loudest. I just want them to be loud because I feel like if this animal were loud, it would make it even more terrifying. It's those, are they called like coconut crabs or like burglar uh, crabs? Those co- Those giant looking spider crab things that live in like palm trees in Australia? Yeah, they're yeah. humongous. I don't like it. I don't imagine, like those things. Imagine if those were loud. I think that would be crappy. No, I don't like that. Uh, I imagine that they're victims that live underneath them that just see them yell very loud. But. You know, a crab made Lindsay the loudest animal on earth for i think maybe a five (laughs) second span whenever that happened i think crabs are the animal that i'm the most scared of all right well now i have to look up this uh thing because there's a cool (laughs) theory about crabs um oh good okay there we go so there is a theory and it is called oh there's a cool word and i can't oh carcinization and it is an idea that um crabs are the superior organism on the planet okay and that a bunch of different organisms are evolving into crabs and that eventually if evolution has its way everything will be crabs 
Oh, um, no. Because the crab shape has evolved so many different times along different, like, oh. lines of evolution. Like, you have, like, spider crabs. And, you I mean, you have crabs. You have spiders that look like crabs. You have, like, lobsters. Hold on, let's see. There's five groups of decapod crustaceans that have evolved um, a crab-like body form along different lines. So, you know, it's not that all these animals have the same crab looking and i just realized i'm looking to the side but my camera's <laughs> over here um, <laughs> um it's just that like this form has evolved in multiple different ways so if you're afraid of crabs i got bad news for you we oh, might no. the future is crabs we might turn into crabs yeah it's all crabs oh, yeah i think the worst are fiddler crabs you probably have a lot of fiddler crabs up by you don't you oh yeah or i got a ton of fiddler crabs yeah. They're so scary because they're so fast and they go sideways. They're very fast. One of them yeah. just run. One of them ran over Lindsay's foot when we were in South Carolina a few years ago. And I'm not exaggerating when I've never been in the presence of any human being <laughs> who made such a loud sound. And like, you know, I- I've been around people with trumpets, um, <laughs> amplified <laughs> instruments. And this sound, it was just so it was the shortest and loudest scream. And I think people in their homes in South Carolina were like, oh, another person's getting murdered on the beach. <laughs> but a fiddler crab, in Lindsay's defense, did go right over her foot. And then we realized right then and there that Lindsay is so afraid of crabs. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We don't do the crab we thing don't. anymore. <laughs> I, got, I got a fun fun fact about uh, fiddler crabs. So they're yes. called fiddler crabs because the males have the one big claw that they kind of hold Tucked under their cheek like a fiddle. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cute. Yeah. So um, the females, you know, they have two claws and the tiny claws get used to eat, right? They take in a bunch of mud, they eat all the bacteria out of it, and they excrete little balls, basically. If you see a bunch of tiny little balls of sand in the marsh, it's filler crab poop. They eat like Slimer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So you would think, okay, so the females have two claws that they can use to eat the males that large claw is useless like they basically can't they can use it to sometimes fight but if two males are fighting each other then it's bad for both of them so they can't really use that big claw so they just have the one little claw well um scientists discovered that they use that one little claw twice as fast as the females use their claws so they get the same amount of food just they're working that one one claw a little bit faster Oh, look at that. I don't know if that's a fun fact or just a fact that I know. I think it's a fun fact. Okay, cool. I think it means they're the, they're the hungiest hungiest cab. <laughs> <laughs> they are little hungry cabs, aren't they? They are cabs. I, I don't know. I guess it's really sad for me to say this, but I get excited when I walk along the beach and I see their little arms ripped off everywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's right. Show do. Yeah, like Lindsay, Lindsay will like throw little notes up in the air to seagulls. This <laughs> says just like kick them, kick Here them, they are. bite them, toss them, get them, bring them up really high and drop them. I want to just tear their arms off, tear their arms off. I bet. Uh, so I grew up on an island, St. Simon's Island, and my mom and my dad were both very much like, we have to instill this love of nature in our sons. And uh, so every now and then there would be these huge amounts of fiddler crabs just walking across the road. And um, my mom, I remember, I have this memory of uh, my mom going out. She's like, oh, I'm going to pick one up and show it to Eli. And uh, she goes and she grabs it and it pinches her finger. And I just hear, ah, 
and she like flicks her finger and she comes back to the car and she's like well here's a claw and there's just like a single claw just like pinched onto her fingernail and then she shows you like well I was going to teach you about fiddler crabs now I'm going to teach you how to drive forward and reverse over <laughs> hundreds of fiddler crabs we did that was the thing is my dad's like so am I supposed to find a different way or and we did just Crush <laughs> slowly drive over all these fiddler crabs. Yeah. That's where I would put on metal music and then just like scream out the window and just yell at them. Yeah, Lindsay would create a YouTube playlist yeah called <laughs> Crab Murder. Uh, there was one time speaking of that, really uh, speaking of killing a lot of animals at once, I was you know, this is a cool topic. I was on my way to a winter job. I worked there for two weeks in like a one of those honey baked ham stores. Okay. Which, you know what I'll say? Worst job I've ever had. Because, uh, you know, speaking of killing more animals again, you went to a place where it was like, here's a bunch of meat and you torch it and put a bunch of sugar all over it. But I was driving there one morning and it had just snowed. It was like this really serene morning. It was like 6 a.m. It was still kind of dark. And I'm driving. And I see in the road, it was either a bunch of starlings or grackles. I don't remember. Um, but I was going at a speed where I guess they didn't hear me. And I was in a minivan. Or maybe the like snow was really soft. Whatever For whatever reason, none of them knew I was there. And then the rate at which I was driving in the van was faster than how they were like oh, no. domino affecting flying away. <laughs> So then all of a sudden, I'm driving in a cloud of grackles, <laughs> and then I start to hear him go off the windshield, and then I just feel under the van. Oh, no. And I looked back, and I was screaming the whole time. We don't swear on the show, but I was just screaming, well, fill in the blank, oh, my God, just screaming, because I didn't, I didn't want to hit the brakes, because I would have gone off the road, because it was so snowy, but I think I killed easily about... Uh, 30 to 50 birds at once. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't fly away fast enough. Birds are dumb. And the thing is, too, is I bet you if that they probably would have been fine if they just sat on the road, but I guarantee you that all the ones you ran over saw big car, freaked out, and flew up into the bottom of your car because birds are (laughs) so dumb. (laughs) Oops. Oops. Well, I do feel bad about killing all those birds, but man, oh, man, what a a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you know? (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. I hope it's not five in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime for the grackles. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was a short lifespan for them. Mm. Okay, well, what's this loud animal, Eli? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. Yeah, the loudest animal in the world is a sperm whale. Oh, so really? a sperm whale sound, the clicks that they do. So, you know, there are these big animals. They communicate by... Um, sound. They have the the large uh, hump on the front of their head is known as the melon, and that's used to actually sense sound better. There, they are the loudest animal. Their clicking is the loudest animal sound in the world, ringing up to two hundred thirty three decibels. Um, to give you an idea, if you're about a hundred miles feet. If you're a hundred some unit of measurement away from a jet engine, that is a hundred decibels. So think of how loud a jet engine is and then like double that plus a little bit. About yeah, that's really loud. Yeah, about 120 decibels can damage your eardrums. The sperm whale has 
the ability to kill a human <laughs> just with the sounds it makes. Um, it can shatter some of your bones. It can cause intense internal uh, um, damage, things like that, just because of the way sound moves through water. Now, really quick about damaging bones. What if, <laughs> and I'm just speaking hypothetically, what if you're like really strong um, just in general? Like maybe you just feel like you were just born maybe a little bit stronger than a lot of people. A little um, bit stronger. Well, you think your bones might be okay. Nice for my friend. Um, yeah, nice. Your internal organs would not be though. Oh, but we don't need those. You don't need all of them. Not all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say there's. I would say there's ten percent of them you don't need. Even if it's like whole organs or pieces of organs, I bet you there's a lot of thinning out you could do. You could shrink. I think parts. that's how you know that you're the luckiest person alive. Is say you explode. And the organs that explode are the ones you don't need. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Just a single yeah. kidney explodes. <laughs> one kidney. What's the other one you don't need? Your gallbladder? Your appendix. Yeah. Your appendix. Yeah. Um, half of your liver. Maybe yeah. if you're like a really clean eater. Um, Not me. A quarter, a quarter of one of your lungs. Uh, you know, what else don't you need? You there? Are, okay, I think there's sort of like a braggy amount of any one of the intestines we have. You could... <laughs> shrink those you could have a lose some of that yeah lose some of that Yeah, like you how much of your heart do you really need you need the parts that are like that connect the other parts other than that <laughs> like all the muscle on the outside yeah shave it off yeah yeah there's, that's what we have pacemakers for right there I, are more than one I ways think, to like pump blood yes you're right yeah <laughs> that's that's that's, wow. what, that's what they say <laughs> eli i have a quick uh. question how does it feel to be recording an episode with idiots it's just a different uh, <laughs> knowledge set, right? You're right. You're right, Eli. Yeah. It, was a, it was a joke I was making. However, but... y'all are... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't... So my real guess for Loudest Animal, which I don't even think I made a guess. I talked about something else. Um, you said coconut crabs. That's right. I wish they were loud. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Eli. Um, was howler monkeys because they are yeah. loud. You would think. But I, I would think that they are loud as well, not by proxy but by location because if they do chill on the top of trees you're just project like there's like barely anything getting in the way of your sound yeah so it's just zooming everywhere whatever way they're facing their mouths it's just going that way yeah but you have to think like even the loudest howler monkey if you got that thing right in your ear and it screamed it might hurt your might hurt your ear might damage it yeah but a sperm whale yeah. will cause internal um, internal damage which in your professional opinion do you think it would it would break like the real little bones in your body like maybe some of your bones in your ear maybe some of your little fingies or toes that is a good question i was trying to find this because the popular thing that people say is that it will shatter your bones right wow and that sounds really intense but it, all that i could find is that at that level of vibration, it will damage your bones and it will definitely like burst some internal organs. Yeah. So I guess I would have to know what the weakest bones are. In my head, it might hurt some like ribs. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, would you rather get exploded by a sperm <laughs> whale or would you rather get punched by a mantis shrimp? Ooh. Would you rather get exploded? Okay. Like I know the mantis shrimp might not kill you, but like it's going to punch it's going to punch hard. But you have to live with the pain. Yeah. Um, I bet you a mantis shrimp could punch off one of your fingers. Yeah, they, well they can they're known as thumbbusters, right? Cuz they'll break the tips of your fingers. Oh no. Yeah, um I actually there's one project that I help with every now and then where we um, get on a big shrimp boat and basically trawl. And it the main purpose is to see, measure the health of the shrimp uh, fishery. Um, but we also look at the bycatch, which is all the stuff that you catch on accident, basically. Yeah. And every now and then there's a mantis shrimp in there. Oh. And I have to look at everyone else on the boat with me and say, I am not touching that. I won't do it. I'm afraid of it. It's fine. Let me grab this shark that we pulled up from the bottom and yeet that back <laughs> into the water. This mantis shrimp, absolutely not. Oh, it's almost you. like when they're small and feisty, they're scarier than big and feisty. I think so too, because if they're big and feisty, like yeah, if a sperm whale, okay, well yeah, I'll just. I don't need to make an analogy because we're talking about a big thing and a little thing. <laughs> if if a sperm whale, I was yeah, I that was a. Block. I block. You know, like a sperm whale is a lot bigger than a shrimp. <laughs> like, like you know, big and little. Like, there's this whole concept of size, <laughs> which we understand time as being relative. I think. Do you have some good comparisons of size? Yeah. Okay. Think about my face, <laughs> and then think about Lindsay's face. I have a okay. gigantic head in real life. I have a gigantic head. Lindsay's head smaller than mine. So I average. would say that my head is bigger than Lindsay's. Yeah. And that's just kind of what size is. I'm looking at the two of y'all's heads now, and I think your your beanie is sticking up off of your head, so it does look like your head is about three times the size of Lindsay's head. I have a humongous head. Well, My- it's it's just tucked under that hat. Yeah, so I have a lot of loose... <laughs> A lot of loose skin. Yeah. I have a lot of yeah. floppy loose skin on the top of my head. If he I keeps stretch it out, it's about there. four and a half feet. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my my Uncle Tom on my mom's side has a gigantic melon, uh, and I also have a big head. But anyways, um, <laughs> like I think the reason why small animals hurting you are scarier is because if you see a sperm whale, you go, okay, if I get hurt, I get it. Also, I know where it is. I'm looking at it. I can keep track of where the sperm whale is. But a mantis shrimp is scarier because it can do a lot of damage, especially for the size that it is. Mm -hmm. And you could lose sight of that thing. And there's nothing scarier than knowing there's a threat and not seeing it. Yeah. Well, because the whale, you're going to have kind of a magical moment at first. It's really magical. You're going to be like, it's beautiful. I might die, but look at this thing. A mantis shrimp, you're going to be like, man, I hate this thing. This sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Have have y'all seen videos of whales sleeping no i don't think so oh uh you should look up youtube they sleep vertically oh, yes and they look like weird like a weird alien forest and it, I, I don't like it i remember when uh here's kind of a gamer moment um when the uh previews for the first death stranding came out okay and there were the floating buddies up on the very top i'm not going to give any spoilers away i always thought oh that reminds me of how whales sleep and I thought that game was even cooler. Yeah. And that's the things that Jordan knows. Yeah. So. Rad. <laughs> nice. Eli, will you tell us about, will you tell us the last little treat about this jellyfish? Yes. Uh, immortal jellyfish. So um, it is the, <laughs> it's known as the immortal jellyfish. The scientific name 
is i'm not going to pronounce that it's oh go for it teratopsis dorney there we go yeah so that's kind of cool they are found worldwide in temperate to tropic waters i'm reading this off of wikipedia and it's one of very few cases of animals that are capable of reverting to an immature version jellyfish generally have a it is a let's see hold on there's a polyp version um and that is attached to the seafloor before they mature. Then they turn into their medusoid version. Oh, I, what a cool word. Doesn't that mean because they have all like the, the, the cool tentacles and stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I love that. And that is sort of when you see their... Um, their private parts? Oh. Uh, when you see them... Sw- <laughs> yeah, when you see... Yeah. Well, it is when they are sexually mature. Oh, um, oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> noise <laughs> so an interesting thing about this species though is when they are exposed to environmental stress or they're attacked or they get sick or old they actually revert to the polyp stage so they just turn into a new polyp colony back on the bottom of the um of the uh ocean or the beach wherever they're from and it it, it, it would be like if i was sitting here as a 30 year old man and someone came out of nowhere and stabbed me, and then I just turned into a baby, and then just restarted my life cycle. And they can do this as much as they want. Yeah, as far unless like they're totally destroyed. Obviously, if they're totally destroyed, <laughs> for then... a second I thought you were about to say unless they're told not to. <laughs> and I was like, oh, unless they cool. decide not to. Um, hey, don't, don't, don't. Yeah, don't, I'm, not, don't. I'm just not. I've I've lived long enough. So they can. They're they're time traveling jellyfish yeah they basically just hit the rewind that's so cool yeah okay good i said it right so the polyp form is known as the hydroid form so their tentacles and stuff go up sort of like they're a hydra right oh and their um swimming form is known as the medusoid form um which is uh wait wait i might be saying that wrong but no one no one at me and you know what I think you've at least you're you're in a safe place because Lindsay and I say so much bogus garbage, mm-hmm. and I think people would go, oh, "Bless their hearts." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are just some words that I just can't say. Yes, like one of them being fiddler, fiddler, because because I don't know if you I don't know if you noticed, Lindsay. It's I think it's very nice. Lindsay says fiddler, fiddler. Do I fiddler crab? Aren't they fiddler crabs though? Fit- yeah, fiddler or fiddler. Say what? What about what about? Um, In Lindsay's defense, you're probably supposed to pronounce it fiddler. Yeah, but no one does that. It's fiddler. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lindsay, what what about the actress who was one of the witches uh, in Bewitched, and then her last name rhymes with the crab? Midler. Okay, yeah, I hope you said middler. I really was hoping. I'm going to come in here and say it, that's not a uh, Bewitched. That is oh, hocus, um, pocus. hocus pocus. Ah! Which. Uh, Shout out, um, Mallory worked on the sequel that just recently came out. What? So you will see her name in the credits if you watch that movie. Hocus Pocus 2? Yep. Electric Boogaloo. Are, yeah, never mind. That was, that was better than what I was going to say. <laughs> we, well, that's cool. Yeah. We saw we, we saw a jellyfish, I think it was a couple of years ago. We were, in, or we were um, up in the San Juan Islands. Uh, off the coast of Washington. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was on there. We call it, we saw fried egg jellyfish. I gotta look that up now because I feel like I have not seen fried egg jellyfish. Oh, never, yeah. Those are so cool. That is weird looking. And I'm surprised we remember that because we went um, on a little orca orca voyage 
And we were both on so much drama mean that I'm surprised we remember <laughs> the fried the fried egg jellyfish. Yeah, yeah, I've actually never seen one of those. We never saw one either. Oh, it's up in the north. You know what it did look though? It looked kind of it looked good. It does kind of look delicious. Doesn't look good. It looks kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> there's like weird. Oh, but man. just imagine running a butter knife right through the center of that thing. Oh no, murders! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then all the goop comes out listen i was stung so many times by jellyfish as a kid i have i feel no sympathy for them oh so your jellyfish Um, are like my crabs like yeah i have no sympathy for that Uh, i would honestly every time if i could kill every jellyfish that i see i'd do it that's great yeah it's great (laughs) eli have you ever realized that your jellyfish are like Lindsay's crabs (laughs) I, the first time she said that, I was like, that's, we're going to keep moving. Yeah. You brought us right back. Yeah. You brought us right back there. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was a really cool thing to say. <laughs> it's a cool question to ask somebody. It's a cool thing to find, you know, middle ground with people. Yeah. 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 You know, I want to commit wholesale slaughter on jellyfish. Lindsay wants to kill a whole bunch of crabs. Uh-huh. I love knowing that now when whenever we are on a beach... Um, I, I think mainly primarily in the American South and Southeast, uh, where you see fiddler crabs doing their thing. I love knowing that now when Lindsay sees their legs ripped off, she's just going, oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. You would love, uh, so in Brunswick, there is this big bridge and a boat ramp under it. And, um, I was there the other day for like boat kickflips and stuff. And yeah, for boat. Yeah. I love that. Where, yeah. you, where you take your boats up and do <laughs> sick yeah. flips. Um, and all the sand there was just covered in dead fiddler crabs. Mm-hmm. Just tons of them. That's Lindsay's I mean, dream. You might enjoy that. Do they have a purpose? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I bet you they do. To I eat- feel like they're yeah. kind of like the mosquitoes of the water. You think they are? Yeah, because like mosquitoes are just like not necessary and they have a bunch of diseases. They have a lot of diseases. Fiddler crabs are like, we don't have diseases, but we're just annoying. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we clean the sand. You know what I say? Big whoop. (laughs) I've never gone to a beach and been like, I love the sand, but it just feels like there's bacteria in here somewhere. All right, well, I'm going to give you all a little bonus thing that I hadn't prepped. Ooh, okay. Speaking of why fiddler crabs are important, I want y'all to look on uh, if you have access to the internet. Well, you do, because we're talking via the internet. Go ahead and look up sheep's head, and specifically sheep's head mouths. So sheep's head is a species of fish, and they eat fiddler crabs, and I want you to look at their mouths. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Why do they call him? Why not just call him like Greg Mouth or like Person Mouth? <laughs> the devil. Oh, oh no. That, yeah. You know what? That sucks to look at. So, so for listeners who are not <laughs> looking at this via a visual medium, um, yeah, they basically have molars all over their mouth oh. that they use to crush um, crustaceans and other shellfish, which is their main diet. You know. That's a gnarly fish. I've seen this like fish before, and I always thought until this very moment, until what is it, December fifteenth, six forty six p.m. EST. I've always thought it was fake. That's real, and I see it all the time. Those are really insane to look at. It's a very popular fish to catch. They're delicious. What do you eat? The teeth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you that's think- it. Eli- Do the teeth eat you when you're trying to eat it? You know, every now and then I'll see a live one, like, you know, one that someone Ugh. caught and they threw it in their cooler and it hasn't quite died yet and it's flipping around and I'm just like, is this 
Is this going to be the time that I get my finger crushed by a sheep's head? And it hasn't yet, but... Eli, two things. One, you know. the next time you see a live sheep's head, please send us a photo of its mouth. Okay. And two... <laughs> don't how, let it bite you. Don't Okay, that's two. Don't let it bite you. Um, and then three, bonus, how many people, because of those things having human-looking teeth, you think a lot of people just catch those things just to kind of like kiss them? Little French, little French kissies. No, they can't. Yeah, They're, the teeth are so far in there that if you were to kiss them, like your tongue, it's just gonna, it's not going to be like kissing a human. It's going to be like kissing a fish, kissing a a bag <laughs> of rocks. Almost, I could see, yeah. I could see maybe some dentists if they're really into teeth, being like, "Oh, we caught a sheep's head. Oh, could, you mind if I take that one?" <laughs> maybe they practice their flossing with those. Ah, or kissing like the dance <laughs> yes yeah small dance with the fish <laughs> you just floss in front of the fish yeah 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 we bet That's you wish you could do that you gotta floss every day baby <laughs> you stupid idiot yeah that is that is kind of a power move maybe to go out into nature and just to show off to animals what you can do as a person and they can't yeah every now and then when like my cats uh tick me off i'll just like wiggle my thumbs in front of them like i bet you wish you could do this like, that. like no i can't of- i'm a cat a little bit of light animal bullying, I think, is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought in ocean stuff because the ocean is scary. I was just reading about orcas, and they're always just, they just always are scary. Mm-hmm. Like, now they're eating great whites, and they torture them. And Well, that's like uh, another crazy. another bonus fact that I didn't uh, prepare here. Killer whales, right? Yeah, orcas. They, uh, they were, Originally, they were billed as whale killers because orcas technically aren't whales. They're porpoises. And they eat smaller whales, um, but no one would pay to go see whale killers, but people will go pay to see killer whales. That's really cool. So it's a marketing mm. technique. Yep. Well, what do you know about that? Capitalism, huh? Capitalism, am I right? And you know what's a really cool idea is to take those killer whales and then put them in a tiny little tank and then make them perform for people. <laughs> take hyper-intelligent <laughs> beings yeah. and force them into a chlorinated pool for their whole lives? Yeah, and like they you can know- barely turn around. And then like make sure you steal them from their families too because they hate their families. Absolutely. They don't like to travel no, in groups or it. anything like that. They hate it. I, I was at yeah. an aquarium with some other marine biologists once and there was a, uh, a uh, dolphin show going on. And someone's like, oh, look, there's a dolphin show. And uh, one of the marine biologists was like, oh, I don't support those. And I was like, yeah, man, dolphins are terrible. They're bullies. They kill things. And she's like, no, I don't support <laughs> the captivity of dolphins. And I was like, oh, I don't support dolphins as a species. Because <laughs> I'm afraid they're going to beat me up. I'm afraid they're going to fight me and I will lose. Well, Eli, speaking of fighting, I feel like you effectively fought our... Very rigid and um, what's the word when you build up uh, like a protective layer? Is that chitin? Chitin. There is chitin. Yeah, chitin. Our very thick chitin-covered brains, and you've managed to fight through the outer shell and teach us some really cool things by way of a holiday gift. Happy holidays. Merry all of them, whichever. Merry Merry everything. Everything. (laughs) Merry all of them, Eli. Does everyone have a good day? (laughs) You know what I'll say? Have a great day. You know what? Have... (laughs) A fine day. Just yeah. just aim low. Just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Have a fine day. And if it exceeds your expectations, yeah. then great. Look at you. You're winning. Even better. That you- is a good way to look at it. Like, never say, like, have a great day. Have a fine day. And then if they have a great day, then it's like, hey, it was better than what you said. You know, That's- have a day. Just have a day. Yeah. A day. I like that.
Eli, uh, where can people find you? Do you want to plug anything? Can people find you places? Um, Eli, what's your address? <laughs> <laughs> what's your social security number? <laughs> You'll never find me. I'm too good at hiding. Um, the raccoons didn't get me. Neither will you. Uh, no, um, I've almost started telling you my address. Nice. What is my? I'm on Twitter sometimes when I have a funny thought and I can't remember what my Twitter is. It's at... Oh, at Sir Eli of the Pine on Twitter. I am on Side Character Quest a good bit. That's a good show. It is a very good show. Mm-hmm. I've been on there a few times, once or twice. That's about it. So if anyone yeah. wants to send yeah. you photos of them giving the middle finger to a dolphin or a sheep's head, they can just do that on Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And send me any photos of you ridiculing, insulting marine life, anything like that. <laughs> That's pretty great. cool. That's yeah. great. I mean, if you go to, I guess it would be frowned upon if you like, you went to SeaWorld and you were like, I'm anti SeaWorld, but then you went there and then yelled at the animals. Like, would that be totally frowned upon? No, I think that's fine to do. I think people love that. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm I'm against SeaWorld and also all the animals in SeaWorld. Yeah, like they had a choice. (laughs) I'm against SeaWorld, but not the company. No, about (laughs) all these dumb fish. I'm not against SeaWorld for what they've what they're doing. I'm against SeaWorld because of the animals there. Yeah, yeah. I hate fish and whales (laughs) and dolphins, and I hope they all have a terrible life. Oh, okay. Well, great. Well, on that note, Eli, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank um, you. And yeah, thank uh, you for having me. Yep. Everyone go listen to Eli. Okay. Bye, Eli. Bye. Hello, and welcome to the very spooky haunted housekeeping zone. It's not that spooky. It's me, Jordan. It's been me the whole time. If you like our show and you've been listening for a while, why not leave us a review on whatever podcasting app you're listening to it on our show right now? Yeah, it on our show. Like If if listen, please do it nice. Also, I didn't know there was a gremlin living in our house. It was me the whole time. Oh, okay. It's been me. Oh, like, yeah, you said that. Yeah. I just wasn't listening. Yep. And we're staring at each other. Awesome. You saw me say it and you heard me say it. Yeah. But anyways, if you'd like to rate and review the show, we would love it. If it's your first episode, if this is your 140, I don't know, whatever episode, it'd be so nice to know that you enjoy the show. We are also part of the Scavengers Network. If you want to check out our show and many other shows, you can go to thescavengersnetwork.com. There's merchandise. We have merchandise on there. Just saying. And um, you can also sign up for the Patreon. That's true. The Patreon gets you discounts to the scavengers network merchandise store it gets you exclusive access nope it gives you access to exclusive patreon content we've done a few things on there there's a bunch of little silly weird episodes on there it's very nice it's fun it is very fun also all the spooky spouses merch on the scavengers network store Lindsay designed and it's very cute and very scary yeah i did it Lindsay did it (laughs) (laughs) I also design a lot of other stuff, too. Um, I guess, quick plug, I have a website called calprabbit.com. You can find a bunch of handmade art, a bunch of jewelry, a bunch of things, kind of just whatever I want to do. That's right. Lindsay's been crushing it, and she has her own store and shop. You can buy earrings that she's made. You can buy little goodies that she's made. You can go to kelprabbit.com, or for all of these links, you can check out the links in our show notes at the bottom of the episode. Isn't that nice? It's nice. We would also like to 
give a special shout out to our friends over in California at Discount Cemetery. They are making some very fashion forward and frightful forward wearables that are very fun. They're very nice. They have things that are inspired by old Kubrick films, old cult horror classics, just fun little goodies for the whole haunted family. And also, all the quality of their goods is triple A movie quality. It is. It's triple A, very good and really nice. (laughs) We enjoy it. We do enjoy it. You can go to DiscountCemetery.com and do some browsing. They're just our buds and they make nice stuff. And now here's an ad from a podcast that we like. Goodbye. Bye. And I hear them call me by by my name. So I run into the kitchen to check and there's nobody there. And I start to like hear like my closet door start to open. Oh, hell no. Like, oh, my God. Inside. Oh, hell no. All of a sudden, for no reason, I woke up in the middle of the night. Like my eyes just snapped open. And it's that strange feeling that you have when something wakes you up. You And you don't know what has woken you up until you either see what it was or you hear whatever it was. If you like all things spooky, check out A Spooky Tales. We, Christina, and MJ talk about all things spooky like haunted places, myths, and legends. With a focus on Latin America. New episodes every Friday. Listen in your favorite podcast apps as well as spookytales.com. Oh, hi, everybody. It's me, Jordan. Uh, I wanted to jump in really quick because I forgot to make a note. Molly says hi. I forgot to make a note while I was editing the episode that Eli talks about this frequency that's really low and inaudible to the human ear for the most part. But Eli snuck some of those in in his audio because he's tricksy and he's a little bit devious. So I wanted to let you know that twice throughout the next portion of the episode, you hear some rumbling. It lasts for about 30 seconds, but that's the whole thing Eli was talking about. Okay, basically, that's it. Goodbye. Eli's here. Hello, Eli. Hello, Jordan. Hello, Lindsay. Hi. Hey, Eli. Um, What's up? So here's, I told Eli to start recording because I wanted to bring this up. uh, Also, because I think I know how it will affect Lindsay. Hmm. So, Eli, why is it that in these new Star Wars shows, oh boy, the acting is like either super good or really bad? Because most acting, um, as you might know, is either good or bad. And I think this is just <laughs> sort of a microcosm of that. I think we're getting a little window of a larger a larger spectrum of goodness badness as far as actors go. All right. That's just yeah, it's just that's just me as a Star Wars fan, you know. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, that's well, just me. Do yeah. you think my theory is that they can have pretty much anybody they want in a Star Wars movie now? Oh, yeah. Because of the name. Unlimited money. So mm-hmm. really I think it's just like who they want and like who they think fits like the aesthetic sure but they don't have to know how to act at all okay i will say this there are some actors in are you watching star wars now is that why you bring it up or i am but Lindsay's not which i think makes this funnier that's that's totally okay (laughs) and i that's why this is why i don't want to belabor the point yeah. There are some actors in there that are very good actors regardless of what they do uh stellan skarsgård I don't know if you've seen Dune or are interested in seeing Dune. We want um, to. Yes. 
He he plays a big ugly baddie in that movie. Nice, ridiculously well. I mean, he everything he does is is great. Everything that I've seen, he could have some stinkers. I bet everyone's got some stinkers there, baby. I bet you a couple people got some stinkers there, baby. I've got that stinker there, baby. Tankered. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, and part of it might be that they're trying to bring in actors that don't have as much experience, and maybe they're uh, a little nervous about being in Star Wars. Who knows? Yeah, I could understand I how it so would I be, could be in a Star Wars. You could be in a Star War. You uh, hey. would you would would you though? Yeah, I'd show up and I'd be like, "Hey, I'm Bleepus." Ble- Bleepus. That's it. And they go, "Hey, we don't have anyone in the Star Wars universe named Bleepus." And, and I take, oh, "Yeah, you know what? In. Now you do." But you do now. Write me in. I just I, cornered the Bleepus market. For I want to be write me in free of charge. I want to be really vulgar and I want to be nasty. I'm a nasty little Bleepus. Okay, listen. And then Lindsay would fart. I want to be I want to be an odorous I want to be an odorous bleepus. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. So a bleepus Odorous bleepus, very good Star Wars name. Um I saw a scent of a candle that I thought was a really good Star Wars name. Oh. And the scent of the the scent of the candle was called Mandarin Teak. Mandarin Teak definitely sounds like they were hanging out at the cantina when Luke and Obi-Wan uh walked in. And, um, For sure, they were they were playing um, Kron. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say when Kron Sulu shot Grebus <laughs> in the first one, yeah. and then yeah, because Grebus was like, yeah, they were mad. See, about- Star Wars is so ridiculous. I don't even know if you're making these things up or not. I, I, at this point, there's so much of it that you could. I mean, you know, a million monkeys and a million typewriters will come. Will eventually come up with every Star Wars name. That's probably how they do it. Honestly, you think so? They just have like a room full of keyboards, like touch screens at the zoo, at the <laughs> at the zoo at George Lucas's house. How many? How many zoos just, do you think George Lucas has at his house? Oh, at least five. We've been talking about Star Wars for six minutes now. I'm ready to move on. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm way over it. <laughs> well, Eli, the whole the whole idea for having you on the show not only was to have on the two Elis that we talk about on our show, very funny, but also thank you, it was Lindsay's idea, and um. Great idea, Lindsay. Also, because it's the holiday season, and we wanted to ask people that we know to give us it's presents. It's the holiday season. So whoop dee doo and dickory dock, and don't forget to hang up your sock. Tickle my cat. <laughs> and scare my dad. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No, don't scare your dad. Your dad's so it's nice. It's okay. Who David? What does he? Yeah. What does he? What does he sound like if he's startled? I bet it's great. I don't know. He hasn't been. I don't think I've ever seen him like really scared. That doesn't surprise me. That guy is unflappable. I think he's a big swearer. He does like to swear. Yeah. Yeah. He's a loud uh, swearer. Okay. He has. Well, don't do that. He has. Um. He has a couple of swears he likes to use that I'm not going to say in the show. How about that? That's fine. You can tell me off mic. I will. One of them is. Um, I will oh my ble- gosh. I'll bleep that out. I'll yeah. bleep it out. I certainly hope so. But one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show too is because it's the holidays and we wanted people we know to give us a present, uh-huh. to give us gifts. Because oh. everybody's always like, oh, be kind and generous. And we're kind of like, yeah, okay, yeah. prove it. Give us a gift. I mean, there's a time and a place for that. But at a certain point, like, what do I yeah. give me? Give me it. What do I yeah, get? Yeah, what do I get? Okay. Yeah. So what do, what do you guys want? Well, we want whatever Something you have spooky. to talk about. What'd you just say? Something spooky. <laughs> Something spooky. All right. Well, 
oh. hold on to your ghost horses here, okay, friends, okay, because I've got a couple. I've got two. I've got two stories. All right. All right. Do we want to start? So you asked if we could bring stories that were sort of relevant to our fields of work. Yeah. Um, and I found a couple that sort of, you know, tickled those little shorty hairs oh, so, on my intellect. Mm-hmm. So do so, you mean that in your field of work, oh, you mean farting and farting and collecting farts? I do uh, a fair amount of that. I actually recently, I just switched from um, chickpeas to kidney beans. Mm. I just find that for my system, there's a little more output. Nice. You know, the the darker the bean, the more you know, the more output. Black beans, it's a little too, it's a little too rough sure. on the tubes. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like I feel like red kidney beans, good medium. I got a couple jars sitting. I could send you. I could send you yeah. one. Yeah, in a jar. Um, how about the? Yeah, this one. Um, this is a 2017. This one's uh, actually from one of our first vintages. It's very. Mm. Uh, I want to say, mm. it's a lot of peanut oil and um like broccoli there's there's broccoli on the nose well it's all nose because it's a yeah it's a fart yeah it's right? a fart so, yeah you know um but i personally one of my favorites um and there are only a couple jars left typically those go for about fifteen thousand. but as a gift to you i will let you pay 75 the farts go for fifteen thousand. well yeah, in the jar. Yeah, oh. not, that, yeah. That would be ridiculous. It's a nice jar. I don't just sort of like waft it. A, Let no, it that's not flow that's around. Yeah, yeah. No, you got to put it in something. So the it's jar, all about that branding. Yeah, and that packaging. <laughs> really, the packaging. Uh, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about the, anymore. No, me either. Me either. I completely <laughs> lost it. Somebody said collecting farts, and I just lost it. Oh, yeah, okay. it was Lindsay. Right. I did bring that up. A hundred percent. I remember that being you. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was Lindsay. I probably brought that up. Yeah, I, rem- I, don't I remember know. it. I remember it. I'd rather talk about collecting farts than Star Wars, I guess. Gonna quote you on that. I'm gonna get a lot of hate <laughs> comments on that one. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to get into this? Is that a limoncello? Yeah, dude. I never tried them before. How are they? They're my they're my new favorite. Oh. Let's see. I've never had a creamy sparkling water before. That's right. Yes. They're smooth. That's really good. Yeah, I like them a lot. And I feel like the limoncello LaCroix is a polarizing flavor because a lot of people don't like them. I like them a lot. I feel the same way about the the key lime. The key lime are my favorite. Really? Because it tastes like a mouthful of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bob, what's your favorite? What's your favorite spicy water? Tastes like Skittles, baby. Oh, it tastes like a mouthful of Skittles. It tastes like a mouthful of Jolly Ranchers, baby. No, that's so it was way off base. Tastes like Lindsay, a mouthful. Your- Favorite. You know, actually, I've drink. been really digging. I don't usually like sparkling water drinks because I don't think they taste like anything. But I've been digging those Olipops. I don't know what an Olipop is. They're like sparkling water, but they have a little bit more flave than like a LaCroix. They got more zhuzh. Yeah. Oh, sp- but they're you mean like Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> but they're, but they're what? They're natural. They're probiotic they have some they have some good bubbles in them yeah they have a very small ingredient list low sugar low sugar they're think, very good i don't good. think they have any sugar i think they're only like 30 calories but i don't think they That's have pretty sugar. good there but i <laughs> knew this would happen we've been recording for about 15 minutes <laughs> well and we okay. haven't talked all right about so anything okay. at all yeah let's talk about topics. i knew it was gonna happen i brought let's you a it. couple of music or sound related stories today you have no idea where we're going, and that makes me so happy. All right. 
I wrote all this down because I'm a goldfish and I have no object permanence. And so I just interrupt me whenever, but I'm just going to start reading off a script. I wrote the script, so I still did the work. I just did it earlier. In in your script, did you write like scene? Before <laughs> before Eli starts to read, he remembers something weird oh. from a little bit ago. That's what I remembered is that I had to I had to book. Nice. Sorry, I had to do it again. We're well, gonna have to oh. we're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it turns out that um, chugging a Gatorade immediately followed by chugging a LaCroix is a very bad idea and should not be attempted. Yeah. Well, because you got electrolytes in your Gatorade, buddy, and you got bubbles in that. You got bubbles in I the. I think it was the bubble, the bubbles in the sugar buddy. at the same time, there, bub. It's doing, it's doing a a little jig in my in my tubes. Yeah. I bet you your tubes are cool. I bet dude. my tubes are really having a shindig down there right now. <laughs> so we talking about tubes again? Oh, yeah. That's oh cool. no. <laughs> oh no, my tubes. <laughs> They're having a dance in my tubes. Oh no. Hey, before you start, because you made that oh, sound with your God. mouth, <laughs> because you made that sound, uh, I feel like I have started to get better at my Australian accent. I'm going to challenge you. I don't want to. I don't want to compete. But are you going to have like a for the next accent off? No, I only have a few. Oh. I only have a few words I can say. All right. Well, let me. How, one how of them. You, okay. One of them is. Okay. Throughout, throughout the segment. Yep. I want you to see how smoothly you can pepper those words into just natural conversation. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. As much as the three of yeah, us yeah, ever yeah. have what could be considered a natural conversation. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay. I will. Starting now. <laughs> Bring on the fan blades. All right. Man, it's already hard enough keeping Jordan on track. We self, and like we now it's just it's a circle. That one that one was like we were about ready to go and I thought that I'm was it. And then Lindsay a, came I'm in. trapped in a water spout. And Lindsay, so you guys ever think this is weird how we just never go? <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I'm ready. Hmm. I'm also ready. Uh, great. I was waiting. <laughs> Sometime in the early 80s, engineer Vic Tandy and his colleagues began working in a medical lab, a 10 by 30 foot garage made of corrugated metal. They were warned by the previous tenants that this space was definitely haunted. But being a man of science, Tandy thought nothing of it. Okay. Seems logical so far. Yeah. So far, so good. But as the team worked in the lab, things started getting weird. Their moods would sour abruptly, and for no reason, they would get intense chills or begin hyperventilating even. Tandy recalls one incident where a fellow engineer spun around to snap at him for reading over their shoulder, only to find that Tandy was seated at the other side of the room, the only other occupant. Or was he? <laughs> was that written in the script? Was that some or? Trying to build, yep. Uh, it says distant whale right there in brackets. <laughs> oh, good, great. In in brackets, not parentheses. You, that's how oh. you know it's a stage direction and not just... Let me I'll give you one more. Okay. Now that one said distant whale with David Bowie vibrato? Yeah, specifically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Vic meticulously checked the integrity of his equipment. This was, after all, a medical lab. They frequently worked with CO2, um, which makes you float to the ceiling, uh, or anesthetics, or all manner of noxious liquids. But there were no leaks, no spills, no explanation. There were no spills, but there were 
all thrills. Whoa, dude. Yeah! I really... Distant whale. <laughs> I really like how you said Vic Matic. Vic meticulously Vic said- check the integrity. You can use... That's a, a vocal warm-up we used to do in um, uh, Groundlings back when I did improv. Yeah. Vic I never meticulously never... check the integrity Vic meticulous, of them. Vic meticulous, Vic meticulous, Vic meticulous would be a very good Star Wars <laughs> character name. Oh yeah, oh, what? No. He's um he's a robot, and he's a but he's an accountant. Oh, <laughs> yeah, great. Could he have a cooler job, like maybe like space accountant? Oh, okay, yeah, 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 <laughs> nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Way yeah, cooler. that's way cooler. Late one evening, while working alone, Tandy suddenly sensed that he was being watched. Moments later, an indistinct indistinct <laughs> shut up Turing. Yeah. moments later <laughs> moments later an indistinct gray figure apparated to his left just in the periphery of his vision and began silently sauntering toward him gross Tandy recounts in a particularly scientific fashion it would not be unreasonable to suggest I was terrified which is the most <laughs> that's the most like engineer like my hypothesis is that it is reasonable to suggest blah, blah, blah. So he turned to face his ethereal assailant, and it vanished. I think that's a coward spirit. That's cowardly. You think it's cowardice? To that just vanish? That it vanished? Yeah. It's like, put up or shut to up. Get, to get so close, to get so close, and then to have the guy whip around, that's your moment. That's yes. when you're supposed to be like, yeah. No. That's All when right. you go, that's when you go, and you read it in the book, that's when spirits say, and to just vanish right away, I think is cowardly. Yeah, but you have to like factor in the times like where you're kind of like it's a teaser. See, that's later you're going to do something. Suspense. Right. I'm kind of I'm on Lindsay's side here. I think this is a spirit that knows how to be suspenseful. Because if you do it uh, like right away, then the next time they're like, oh, he's just going to go blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then it's. Whatever. I think spirits are watching too many freaking Hollywood movies. I know. It sets an unrealistic sort of it does. It's just... image of what ghosts really are. And yes, I think does. that that does more harm than good to the ghost community. I agree. Puts you a lot of pressure. I just thought of? What's up? The best ghosts that are going to come about are ghosts of like horror movie writers slash directors. Well, okay. I'm going to temper what I was about to say. I was about to say I can't wait for Sam Raimi to be a ghost, but that implies that I wished he was not alive anymore, which is not true. Yeah. But right. if if we live longer than Sam Raimi, uh, we need to figure out where that ghost is hanging out because I want, man, I want that experience. Because there's going to be scary sure. stuff happening. So that's a person that you want to scare you. Yeah. Lindsay, who do you want to be scared by? I don't know. I'm trying to think of like... Vic Meticulous. Space Accountant. (laughs) Space Accountant. (laughs) I don't know. Well, there's already like horror directors that are dead. Yeah. I mean, Kubrick wasn't a horror director, but he's hanging out Uh, probably somewhere. He he was, however, a very scary dude. (laughs) He was a very scary dude. Yeah, I don't even know if you have to write scary movies. You just have to be a scary dude. And he fits the bill pretty uh, comfortably. Now, Tandy was into fencing. Okay. I feel like that's a smart person sport. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So the day after his paranormal encounter, he was on his way to a fencing competition, Mm. and he needed to repair his fencing foil, his little swordy do. Okay. Uh, So he brought it by the lab to use the vice grip on his workbench. So he clenched the blade into place, and he popped off for a cup of coffee. And when he came back, the sword was vibrating, and not subtly 
violently of its own volition. Violently vibrating. Violently vibrating of its own volition. Okay. This would have spooked just about anyone, but Tandy was an accomplished engineer. Right away, he realized that the explanation for these supernatural phenomena had literally been slapping him in the face the whole time. Uh, Okay. Okay. It was his his bully neighbor. Check this out. Check this out. Yeah. Uh, No. The dimensions of the garage and the fact that it was made of corrugated metal and the spinning blades of the ventilation system created an airwave whose points of equilibrium, which is like the exact middle point of a, of a wave, was the exact same length as the laboratory. And so this wave was reflecting symmetrically back and forth and creating a giant feedback loop on itself. It was a perfect standing wave at 18.98 cycles per second. Science is a ghost! The ghost is science. Usually. Science. (laughs) All right. Usually human brains can hear airwaves at a frequency of around 20,000 cycles a second down to around 20 cycles a second. That's our auditory range, right? Um, But even if you can't hear frequencies below 20 hertz, your body can still feel them. And this is what's called infrasound. Anything below your range of hearing is frequency called infrasound. Like, you know that? Okay, my mom used to really get onto me for, like, rolling the windows down in the car. That. Because it made her, it made her extremely uncomfortable. And I was always like, I don't know, you target a bit. Because little kids are dumb, right? Yeah. And so, once again, mom, I apologize for being a little doofus as a kid. Because I didn't realize that this was, like, a real physiological thing. So the infrasound, that's a really good example of infrasound, like messing with people's heads. And just like other, like UV rays or infrared radiation, um, what you can't perceive can still like seriously jack your noodle, right? Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say that on the show. I hate jack, when my noodle gets jacked. I wouldn't jacked. say jack your noodle, buddy. <laughs> okay. It, re- it, uh, it wrecks your steez. I was trying to be colloquial. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. a little too colloquial. You sounded like you sounded like such an undercover cop. I sounded 100% like <laughs> a, a cool teenager with a tech deck and some Jinkos hey, and what's an up? Orbitz. <laughs> what's up, fellow teens? Anyone know where I can get some cool grass that can really jack my noodle? Okay. <laughs> really? If you know it, send me a text. Really trying to grok my Brembo tonight. If you, if you, if you, catch, my, if you catch my grease. <laughs> hey, what's a, hey, what's up, buddies? Hey, pals, does anyone know where I can get some cool trees, some miniature trees in a bag? I'm really trying to squonk my zone. Listen, compadres, I'm trying to I'm trying to roast some broccoli tonight. I'm trying to pull my teeth. Just trying to absolutely spark a bone, bro. (laughs) Just trying to spark a freaking boat, dude. Hey, what's up, dudes? I'm trying to get freaking wrecked. I'm trying to get... That's a turntable sound. Get freaking wrecked. You guys remember that Fatboy Slim video with Christopher Walken in it? That's what I'm trying to do tonight, bro. Uh... (laughs) Just... Go ahead, Lindsay. All right, go ahead. You give me one now. I'm not going to play this game. Lindsay? This has been going on for four minutes now. All right. All right, so just out of the lower limit of human hearing, at about 18 to 19 hertz is the resonant frequency of the human eyeball. Okay. So exposure to this frequency can make you dizzy. It can blur your vision. 
And if you're exposed to it for long enough periods of time, it can make you hallucinate. Oh, look at that. See? So when Vic Tandy and his partners appeared to be having a paranormal encounter, they were actually experiencing the very real effects of this massive standing waveform in the middle of their lab. So my theory is that this same phenomenon could explain other instances where folks thought they were being haunted or at least felt like suddenly something was very, very wrong. Also, not all infrasound is produced by like fan blades or ventilators or stuff like that. Avalanches, earthquakes, geomagnetic activity, meteors, ocean waves, severe weather, volcanoes, all documented infrasonic sources. That makes me think, you know, how like animals can like tell when a natural disaster is going to happen sometimes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What if they just they're locked into that in a way that we are not? Well, because they can hear their their probably their spectrum is probably way it goes farther down than ours. Right. Or they they're they're more sensitive to sound. Sure. Whales, elephants. It's funny that and you they, bring up whales because right before this with uh, Eli, the bird person or Eli, the scientist, we talked about whales. Uh huh. OK. Clarification. When you say bird person. Yeah. It's a. Eli's a giant bird. Yeah, is this a, he's a chimera. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Is a chimera. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a chimera. I I've known several people from Georgia that were chimeras. It's pretty it's it's pretty cool. It is. It's a cool look. Regionally specific sort of thing that they go for. I dig it. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. So, did they capitalize on this finding? Oh, buddy. Because if I found that I could mess with people, by having a room set up a certain way with wavelengths, I'd be like, all right, new haunted house idea. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, you could make a lot of money. Yeah, you could you could rake it in. And actually, some some people have already done that. Um, apart from Tandy, a lot of researchers before and since um, have also done research on infra audio. So in 2003, there was a group of UK researchers that sort of did the, that same thing they exposed hundreds of people to a concert that was randomly dosed with a 17 hertz wave via a hidden subwoofer and when surveyed after the concert 22% of the audience reported sudden feelings of fear, disgust and intense cold chills specifically when the subwoofer was engaged interesting so it was a so, not uh, their favorite concert. I mean, okay, <laughs> different strokes, right? Because like my, if I was at a Mudvayne concert, yeah. I would yeah. insist on having a hidden subwoofer blasting me with the fear frequency. Oh yeah, I mean that that really could add. Well, it could add to a haunted house experience. It could add to a Mudvayne concert. It could. It could add to a lot of things if your intention was to leave there feeling yeah. worse than when you came in. Like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, like a Star Wars movie. Maybe that's what happens to me when I watch anything Star Wars. You think so? Oh, they got that going on. Yeah, they got the subwoofer happening. And you're just tuned into that in a way that that we are not. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I would say Lindsay is particularly more tuned into that stuff, I think, than most people. She's just way more perceptive than your average yeah. bear and 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 human. Yeah, you yeah. think you are, Lindsay? I guess so. Nice. Maybe I'm just kind of a negative person, though. Do you think so? <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. It's not. No, no Maybe way. Maybe 
Maybe I just don't like Star Wars. I bet you that's the case. No, nah, uh, that's fine. Probably the sulfur. <laughs> speaking of low frequencies that make people uncomfortable. Speaking of low frequencies that make people uncomfortable, I okay, did. That's my line, but go for it. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> cut my thing. I'm gonna cut your part out. Oh, okay, and then say very it. cool. I did listen. I did recently listen to a few tracks off of those Mudvayne albums. They're like first and second ones. Oh, they're actually very fun to listen to. Oh, really? Oh, Eli froze. Well, maybe he's just really shocked because you were talking about Mudvayne. Yeah, he I, might. Oh, you're back. Oh, there you're oh, back. Good. Wait. Hello. Yeah. Wait. Whoa. You're back. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. You're back. Dippee. Dickery dock. Don't forget to hang up a sock. But while low level exposure to infrasound waves can be unnerving, intense exposure can be egregiously harmful or even fatal. Fatal? In 19. Fatal. Yachted. Sparking a bone, dude. In 1957, engineer Vladimir Gavro was asked to solve a case of sick building syndrome hey, can at you, a plant in Marseille. Can you say the name Vladimir again? Vladimir Gavro. <laughs> nice. Why? Okay, go ahead. No, just just checking for me. Are you are you going to use that as a ringtone now? Yep. I saw you fiddling with your phone. Yep, I'm going to use that as a ringtone. Great. We're he calling asked, the cops. We're actually calling yeah. the cops. That's okay. That's all right. I, I deserve it. Um, he was asked to solve a case of what's called sick building syndrome. So apparently this happened frequently enough that they named a syndrome after it. Okay. Okay. Sick building syndrome. Is the building? Sick building. It wasn't the, the, the building itself, I don't think, was sick. Oh. Yeah. So like it wasn't like a skate park? I'm so, I'm so sick. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spear out my chimney, you know. <laughs> no, please. Uh. <laughs> yes. Hey, where'd you come from? Hey, where'd, where'd you, where'd you? Oh, guys you're go? here. <laughs> hey, how long, how long have you been there? Um, <laughs> so, so this Gavro guy discovered that not like in, not unlike in Vic Tandy's scenario, uh, it was the beating of fan blades. Again, like in the Wonka factory, that's why they saw all those dead chickens in that tunnel or whatever. It's because <laughs> of the dead chickens. Because of the fan blades. You remember that in the in the original one? during the, like the acid trip tunnel. scene? In the acid trip tunnel scene, there is a hundred percent. There is like a a split second shot of them chopping a chicken's head off. I am not kidding. <laughs> For real? I I am not kidding. Oh, no. Nice. Watch it. A hundred percent that really happens. Yeah, that's like when you realize like, oh, we're not in a fun factory anymore. No, and that's also, I mean, real world scary because adults put that into a kid's movie and went, no, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, be fine. Okay, looks good. Good yeah, enough for McDonald's. Good, good enough yeah. for us. Oh, let's go watch that. Go watch that scene again. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I like that too. But it looks pretty good. Okay. Gavro went on to <laughs> Gavro went on to experiment with infrasound as a potential weapon for the French military. Ah, because of course, because of course, science inevitably ends with guns. Mm-hmm. When one of his assistants tested the prototype quote-unquote sonic cannon on himself and this is a direct quote from from gavro's writings his internal organs were mashed into an amorphous jelly by the vibrations and he died instantly (laughs) you know this is also wild that we're talking about this because we just learned that if you 
are exposed to a sperm whale's clicking. Oh. It's it's like it's 200 plus decibels. Yeah. It can break some of your bones and cause internal damage to your or uh, it, it can cause damage to your organs. Yeah. Didn't that happen to a guy? Probably did. Yeah, probably, probably some guy. A yeah. person? Just some just some swimming guy. Some dude. Some jabroni. Some freaking malort. Probably happened to some dude. Yeah, probably some Come dude. Come on, guy. Um, okay, I should point out that this sonic cannon was operating at about 160, 180 decibels, which is 20 decibels louder than a shotgun. So... Just to be absolutely clear, nobody runs the risk of like rolling their window down on the interstate and <laughs> mashing their organs into an amorphous jelly. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but that'd be cool if you could. That'd be so sick. It'd be cool once. Yeah, that's all you get. Because after that, you yeah you 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 can't anymore. You're jelly. You're jelly boy. Well, I could. <laughs> I mean, I could, but so because I'm all, I'm I mean, already made of amorphous jelly on the inside. Aren't we all? It's it's more like it's an apple butter. I love that. Um, I am an amorphous apple butter. If you actually could replace your blood with anything in the world and you'd still survive, what would you replace it with? I'm going to stick with apple butter. Okay. Apple butter's I mean, good. It, yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, I mean, it, would look, it would look pretty weird that I like, every time I make biscuits, I do like a Klingon blood sacrifice ritual over it. Yeah. But then just sweet old apple butter comes on out, put that on the plate, give it to you. Mm-hmm. That's so good, it'll make your tongue beat up your face. <laughs> oh shoot, bud! Oh shoot, buddy! Oh shoot! Uh, I what would what would your blood be, Lens? Um, I don't know. I would still maybe think like of a liquid because then, like, <laughs> have you ever been like? I mean, I don't want like mashed potatoes, <laughs> chicken strips. <Okay. laughs> yeah, uh, probably chicken nuggets. Probably chicken strips. I don't know because I'm like thinking like, oh, you could be out and about, and then you could always have that fun drink yeah because you could drink your own blood and be yeah, fine that's great well, to be fair i don't know you can <laughs> already drink your own blood that's true yeah but it's not as fun as say like chalk cashew milk chocolate cashew milk is that what you do chocolate cashew milk chocolate cashew milk is so good ccm is that what you're going with yeah mm-hmm. ccm it's the most it's the most decadent non-dairy milk i think yeah I, it's pretty good especially heat that up a little bit put some cinnamon in it cinnamon oh yes oh yes buddy vampires wouldn't want to bite you because they would they would just want your blood <laughs> And if you're cashew milk... What if it's a vegan vampire? Oh, that's a good point. Oh, vegan vampire, cashew that would blood. be a crappy curse, wouldn't it? That would be a cool band name. Vegan vampire, crappy curse. <laughs> vegan vampire. Crappy curse. That's like a Goosebumps novel. That's my vocal warm-up. What? V- vegan vampire, crappy curse. <laughs> and the crappy curse. Oh, that's so fun to say. The very real physiology and ghostly lore behind infrasound have also made it a go-to special effect, specifically in horror movies. Lindsay, you nailed it. Yay! To name a few, Friday the 13th uses this. Paranormal Activity franchise, riddled with it. Uh, The French uh, um, thriller Irreversible, which I've never seen, but based on the title alone and how fun it is to say... I, w- I want to see that movie. I bet you that means irreversible. I have no idea. Don't speak French. No, okay, cool. No way of knowing. So does that mean like they're using those sound waves in the music? Is that what you're yeah. implying? Yeah, either in the music or in the sound design or something. Okay. They've got that going on. Oh, creepy. And so mm-hmm. even if you're like, I'm not really into this movie, 
Uh, if they've got that going on, your body might be picking up on some of that stuff that your brain necess- or your ears aren't necessarily. Interesting. I wonder if I that's, that's why every cool. time I've watched French horror movies, I get diarrhea. Might have something to do with it. Um, although, okay, so on a related note, pun very much intended. Huh. Yeah. Are you familiar with the urban legend of the brown note? Yes. So Mythbusters uh, did a thing where they they basically set up that like a giant like thing of speakers and swept up and down frequencies to try to hit it the brown note it doesn't exist bummer so i don't know what the brown note is oh the brown note is a frequency that's so low it's supposed to basically unlock your butt and you poop your pants yeah oh yeah it just kind of unlocks your butt yeah it just blows the doors huh. off the off the butt yeah. vault Okay. And takes out all the crap money. Well, what about the- <laughs> All the crap cash. Crap cash. That's crappy. Vegan vampire. 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 Vegan vampire. Crappy curse. Crap cash. Crappy cash. And the crappy brown note. Oh, CCM and the VV um, and the CCBN. Well, uh, is it it's true my favorite the Star whole Wars theory? Robot. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it true that, like, you know those rooms people are putting people in that have no sound whatsoever and they're like losing it. Oh, yeah. anechoic chambers. So why would hearing nothing... It's my birth name. <laughs> why would be hear nothing make you sad? Um, okay, I actually have a decent answer for this. Go if for you it. Want a real answer and not a funny answer. Yeah. Because the only sounds that you can hear are your own heartbeat. And it's so quiet, you can hear the blood moving through your blood vessels. So does it just in your freak ears. people out? Yeah. Oh. Because even when you think you're in silence, there's still, I would say, compared to an, an what is it, an ano- anechoic? An anechoic chamber. An yeah. anechoic chamber, I would still say comparatively, there's a lot of ambient sound happening. Enough to drown out your own blood sound. And you don't, you, you don't realize it until it's completely missing, right? Yeah. I've never done that, but I so want to do it. I want to know how long I could go. Yeah, I want to at least experience it. But what if it doesn't freak you out? What if you're like genuinely interested? That's okay, too. Then that means... Like, is there people that can do that, too? I bet. I think that makes you like a freak. Yeah. I think that makes you a real... A real freak. A real real Stanley Kubrick. A real nasty kind of of person. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah. I only want people who are afraid of the sound of their own blood. Thank you very much. (laughs) So would you say like you kind of scare yourself? Yeah. I think... A hundred percent. Well, I think that like, because how often... It's scary because you scare yourself. Well, think about like, how often do you like, the only sound you can hear is your own vitality. Yeah. That's that's scary, isn't it? I think it's empowering because I bet you I sound really vital. I'm I'm just a giant bag of meat full of a liquid pump. Like that's... Yeah. Scary when that's the only thing you can hear is the fact that that is true. I would be afraid that I would hear like a like like some sort of like a pause or like a quick stutter in my body sound. And that would freak me out. You, Jordan Reed specifically. Yeah. I guarantee you in an anechoic chamber, just the sound of Jean-Jacques Perret in your head is so loud (laughs) that it can be heard outside (laughs) your body. Yeah. Dude. Like your blood pumps to the beat of that music. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep,
scientists are like, did you bring your iPod in there with you? I said, no, this is just me. No, it's just me, dude. I think you're probably listening to my, you're, to my, you're probably hearing the parade zone in my brain. Yeah. My, my parail gland. My parail gland. That's where you're, where other people's third eye is. You have a third ear that is just bumping Jean-Jacques all the time. JJP forever. JJP in my, up in my B. In my JJP brain. JJP in the B. I <laughs> hey, said JJP brain starts with B. in the B. That's JJP right in the B. Since Vic Tandy's encounter with the standing wave, he's used his findings to become a real-life ghostbuster, collecting data at other seemingly haunting sites like the Edinburgh Castle. Often, Tandy finds that there are indeed infrasound waves present because of generators, fans, air currents, or other stuff. Often... <laughs> Often, you know, stuff, but not always. So that is just to say that this could account for some of people's paranormal experiences, maybe. That's very cool. So does Tandy think think that there are still spirits out there or is Tandy like a no way? He sounds like a hardcore no way kind of guy. Yeah. Sounds Um, like a real sounds like a real science head. It's a real Dork. So it would be really fun to scare Tandy all the time. Yeah, uh, like would a real it be dork. fun? Because I feel like you'd try to scare him and he'd go, you see, what just happened there is that I had a spike of cortisol shocked into my system and I, yeah. I got scared there for a minute, but it was purely a physiological reaction that you didn't actually scare me that bad. Yeah. You'd be like, Tandy, you're not fun. Tandy. Actually, Tandy is um, English. He lives in Coventry, so he would probably sound... Maybe he would sound a little more something like this. Oi, Gav, oi, Gav. It's just a wee, it's just a little bit of science, ain't it, Gav? I bet you that was pretty good. I think that was pretty spot on. I I feel like he would endorse that. You want to hear my Australian accent? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you were supposed to pepper that in, but now know, you're I just like, I couldn't do it. Smooth I kept thinking, transition. I kept thinking of it, and I was like, no, nah, that's not going to be good. Um, I don't know. That's all it is. I don't know. I don't know. Or um or the name Beth Faith. Who's who's your favorite uh, animated um, primate supervillain? I don't know. Faith. I, I <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mojo Jojo <laughs> from the Powerpuff Girls. Remember him? Oh, he was a nasty bloke, wasn't he? Well, Eli, thanks for your fun story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, anyways. <laughs> All right. All right. There's the first one, and it took way longer than I thought I was going to, and I'm very sorry about that. But I Well, kept... if, you have a, if you have a second one, sum it up in three minutes. Go. Literally. Oh, holy cow. Okay. Actually, sum it up in less than that. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds. I'm going to set a timer. Oops. And you have to sum up. Oh, my gosh. Lindsay and I are, are going to shut up. You have to sum it up in 35 seconds. Are you serious? I've got three yep. pages left. Okay. <laughs> Tell me. <sighs> Ready? Okay. Tell me when to start. Three. I'll do three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. I present to you now the most odious overture, the most visceral vignette, the most nauseating narrative in all of Western music history. Carlo Gesualdo, Prince of Venosa, composer, lutist, harpsichordist, occultist, masochist, murderer. A few years into his first marriage uh, to his second cousin, he caught on to the fact that she and the Duke Fabrizio were a hugging and a kissing on the side. So one night he accosted them and shot her and stabbed him. And then he did the whole thing over again just to make sure he'd finished the job. 
then he hired. A, oh my gosh! No, there's so much more stuff. This is so cool. That's really great. That's really <laughs> great. And you did such a great job. You did such a great job. What if I told you that he hired witches to live in his castle? And that one time he asked the Archbishop of Milan if he could have his uncle's bones to absolve him of his guilt. (laughs) Well, that's what I usually do. Yeah. I'm like, I feel pretty guilty about that. So can I have your bones? Can I borrow my, can I borrow your bones forever? Can I get some Uncle Bones? Uncle Bones sounds like a Primus album, huh? Uncle Bones. You know, honestly, when you said Uncle Bones, I was like, no, wait, that's that singer. But then I was thinking about Uncle Cracker. (laughs) (laughs) I legit thought his name was Uncle Bones for a minute. Uncle Bones is a good one. (laughs) Uncle Bones is a good one. Uncle Bones could be a Star Wars character if you think about it. Mm. Couldn't everything? I mean, if, if you think about it hard enough, just about anything could be a Star Wars character. Also, he had people... um. He hired people in his castle to, like, beat him on a daily basis. Like, to hit him a bunch. He even had, he had one person specifically who was charged with beating him, quote, at stool. Oh, yuck. Huh. Meaning, like, every t- every time he, every time there was a toilet, someone yeah. started hitting him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why that is. But everyone in the town thought he was a vampire because he killed a bunch of people and he never left his castle. And uh, his music is very, very unsettling, some of it. This Um, is Jeswaldo? Carlo Jeswaldo, yeah. Okay, great. I'm sorry that it took so long. I'm not sorry. I think it's funny that you had to sum it up in 30 seconds and then tell us little (laughs) facts about it. Yeah, after the fact, just to sort of... I wrote out like three pages of notes on both of these stories. I <laughs> b- greatly overestimated how on track I could keep myself. Hey, it's yeah, not just see, you. Uh, that's why Spooky Spouses is never a, a researched because that's what usually happens is you get about a paragraph into the story. That was. And then, yep, it derails. My fatal flaw, my greatest hubris. Well, one of these days we'll just have to have you back on and you'll have to just read that whole story. I'll do the whole thing because there's some there's some juicy there's some juicy Jeswaldo going on in there. That's there juicy gas in there. Mm, I don't like. Nope. Yep. Don't like I'll it. I'll edit it out. Take it out. Yep. Take it out. I'll edit it out. Please. Eli. And then make it into a ringtone. Is there anything you would like to plug? Is there anything you'd like to share? Is any, is there anything you want to say to anybody? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, we're recording this on December 15th. It's my Aunt Randy's birthday. So I'd like to hey, say. Hey, Randy. Happy birthday, Aunt Randy. I got her a shirt with uh, a naked Tom Selleck on it. Nice, dude. And she, she she likes it very much. That's she's a great a, she's shirt. A big Tom Selleck fan. He's a good looking dude. Buff dude. Real buff dude. Um, uh, great mustache. Mm-hmm. Oh, what else? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm in a. I have a website called EliChambersMusic.com. That's where all my stuff lives. I have a band called Maxwell Hedron that is trying to do a couple of shows before the end of the year. So keep your ears peeled for that. Um, if you haven't seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, go watch it. <laughs> it's the silliest movie I've ever cried at. It's silly in a in a good way, like an uplifting way. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, great, Eli. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, please do. Great. I've heard it was good. Yeah, same. Extremely. Also, um, Limoncello Lacroix. Yeah, give it a give it a give it a try there, Gav. Yeah, right, Gav. All right. Thirteen. That was mine. Do it again. All right. 
was very good. good. That's pretty good. Extremely good. (laughs) Well, Eli, I want to say thank you for delivering us a Christmas present or just a general holiday present. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for writing all the music that people hear on the show. Oh, that's right. Yes. This is the- I did do that. Eli, who does music with the trumpet arms. It was five years ago. Excuse me. They're flute. The legs are- sorry. The legs are trumpets. Arms are flute. The arms are flutes. If you're gonna, if you're gonna create the lore, you've got to commit to the lore. Okay, you're sticking me with it. So stick this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. That's my. That is your flute arm. I. If it wasn't a flute, you would have seen that I attempted a very rude gesture. But luckily for you, yeah, there's no way to tell. How about that? Could have been a thumbs up. How about that? How about that? How about that? Eli, do you want to, since this is the second half of the show, um, do you want to finish my story? Absolutely. Do you want to end? Oh, no, I was going to say, do you want (laughs) to, do you want to end the show for, for everyone? Oh gosh. I don't know if I, uh, you just say whatever you want. All right. Um, thanks for tuning. Thanks for tuning in to the dial on your podcast, on your radio, your podcast station and everyone have a good winter and remember that the best the greatest parts of it, you're you you're in that <laughs> also. Wow. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was really nice. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That was beautiful. That's what it's that's my favorite um, Bob Marley lyric. Okay, bye everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>